Babaka Madhav Sadi had a lesson we were discussing was the famous Braita where thieves and lenders will lend with interest if they want to do Teshuvah and give back. We don't accept from them because we want them to do Teshuvah. But we did see in a few Braita where they do have to give back. So we said either it's before the Takana or after the Takana or if the item that the person stole is still there, you can give it back. Or if it's not there anymore, you don't have to give it back. And with that, we're going to start Sadi He Amud Aleph, seven lines in by the two dots, where it says Gazal Para Meuberet Veyaldav. If someone stole a pregnant cow and it gave birth, when he pays, he pays the worth of a pregnant cow. And Tanur Abbanan, Hagozel Rahel Ugzaza. If someone stole a sheep and, and full of wool and he shaved it, Para Veyalda, or he stole a cow and it gave birth, Meshalem Ota. You have to pay for the sheep or the cow and whatever you took from it, the wool, the, the, the children, whatever it is. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you give back the actual item and then you pay the difference of whatever you took from it. You have to pay for the wool, for the children, etc. Rabbi Shimon Omer, We look at it as if it's already been appraised, meaning we already know the value of it. Meaning we go by whatever it was worth at the time it was stolen and not what it's worth after he made it worth more, after he enhanced it and things like that. Now, here's the question. According to Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir said, we 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 make him pay what uh, whatever the cow is worth, plus the wool, plus the children. What's his reason? My What's his reason? Does he does he hold that whenever you change something, it doesn't make a difference? It is what it is. Like at the moment you stole it, or in general, usually when you change something, you acquire it. The hacha and the reason you make him pay for everything else is kenasahu dekanis. We're fining him. We don't want him to make money on on other, another person's cow or sheep. So we're gonna we're going to find him. Now the mind of kamina. What would be the practical difference? So the explains lehecha dekahasha mechash to where he ruined it and it went down in price. If he holds, it is what it is. Whatever you stole, that's uh, you can do whatever you want with it. It still belongs to the original owner. Then when you ruined it, okay, you got to return the actual item and you shouldn't have to pay the difference. And if you hold that changing it is kone, now now the thief owns it and you're only finding him, then if he ruins it, well, he has to pay whatever it was worth the time he stole. So Tashema, the Gemara is going to try to bring a proof that Rabbi Meir holds it's because of fine. Gazal behema veizkin. If someone stole an animal and they got old, avadim veizkin, or he stole a slave and then they got old, meshalim kishat gezela, you have to pay whatever was worth time of the theft. Rabbi Meir omer ba'avadim, omer lo haresh al chalefanecha. When it comes to slaves, you tell them here, this is your slave. He might be 90 years old, but this is your slave, take it as is. Ve'ilu behema, but when it comes to an animal, kishat gezela, you have to pay whatever was worth the time you stole it. Now, ve'isal kalat achsa, now, if you hold that Rabimir holds that the animal is what it is, meaning you could change it but still belongs to the original owner, then even with an animal, he should tell him here, this is your animal and uh, I didn't do anything to it, meaning it's the same animal. Rather, you have to understand from this that Kasava that Rabimir holds that changing an animal is uh, does make you acquire, it changes ownership. In the case of enhancement, kanasahu de kakanis.
if the thief enhanced it, he still has to pay for all that because we're finding him. Because we don't want him to make money on someone else's animal. Amre, but the doesn't like that. Because you could always say, Rabbi Meir holds, that changing it does not make the thief acquire it. And in regards to the slaves, it was Ledivrahim de Rabbanan Kamalu. He was talking, according to Rabbanan, they hold the Shinui Kone. Meaning, he was telling them, Ledidi, Shinui, and Kone. Me, if you if you change something, it doesn't change ownership. I feel I'm even with animals. But according to you, that you guys hold that when you change something, it acquires it. At least admit to me when it comes to slaves, or he could tell him, here's your slave. That slaves are like land. And we all know that land cannot be stolen. And the rabbis told him, no, and they told him in regards to uh, this subject, slaves are considered like movable property. And once there was a change, you are responsible to pay, like at the time you stole it. Now, Tashem, I'm going to try to bring another proof that Rabimi'ir's reason is because we're finding him. This is talking about a person who gives wool to the dyer. And you told him, Adom, can you do can you dye it red? If it's Shahor, and the person forgot, got mixed up, he, he dyed it black. Or the opposite, Shahor Adom, or you told him to do it black, he did it red. The dyer has to pay him for the wool. Whatever he gave you, that's what you have to pay. Meaning You only have to pay him for the wool, but not uh, whatever it's worth right now with the enhancement. So let's say the wool was worth five. And now it's worth seven. You don't have to give him uh, the seven. Just give him the uh, standard five. Now, now if you held that according to Bimeir, when you change something, it, the, the thief does not acquire it. Then the dyer should have to pay the owner of the wool, whatever it's worth, plus the enhancement. Rather, you have to say that you have to say that when you change when you change something, you it changes ownership, and the dyer now acquired it. It's as if he stole it. The reason Rabbi Meir says you're hayav if you stole an animal, the reason you're hayav also for the enhancement is Simply speaking, we're finding him. Now. Some say, That was not the question that we asked on Rabbi Meir Shita. Because Rab had a total different girsa in this Braita between Rabbi Meir and Hachamim. He taught, If someone stole a cow when it got old, Avadim, Vizkina was a slave and it got old, Rabbi Meir is the one who says, You pay whatever was worth at the time it was stolen. The Hachamim are the one who say, By slaves, you give it to him as is. And for sure, you have to say that according to Bimir, if there's a change, then he acquires it. In regards to the enhancement of the, the children and the, the extra wool, he just, uh, we're finding him. We're making him pay more. So yes, even though you acquired it, but still we're going to make you pay. Okay, so So when we asked the question, this was the question we asked. When Rabbi Meir find the person making him pay for the change, 
is that only when he did it on purpose, when he stole and he did this on purpose, that on purpose, or even in a case of a mistake, or he did not do it on purpose, like this dyer, he dyed it the wrong color. It was a mistake, obviously. Do we make him? Do we make him pay even then? Do we find him even then? And that's something we're going to discuss a little bit later. Now, the Gemara is going to bring a third proof that Rabbi Meir holds that it's because of a fine. Tashema. Hamisha gobin minam horarin. There are five cases, five claims that the claimant can only uh, collect his payment from land that the person he's claiming against still has. It means if he sold it, he can't uh, take it from. The five cases are ve'eluhen, perot, produce, meaning if Shimon stole land from Reuben, and then Shimon sold that same land to Levi with the responsibility that if Reuben ever takes it from you, I'll pay for it. So now, Reuben found a way to get that land away from uh, Levi. So now Levi turns to Shimon and says, okay, you owe me land. So he could get the worth of that land from any land that Shimon has, even if he sold it to uh, to Yehuda. Even if he sold another property to Yehuda, Levi can now go to Yehuda take that land. But that's only for the for the actual land. For the fruits, it's only whatever Shimon still has by him. You can get you can collect payment for the fruits only from land that Shimon still has by him. Now, in regards to whatever money he put into the land, that Reuven has to pay him. Number two is Veshevah Perot, the difference of the enhancement. He made the, he, the land was worth, uh, let's say, 100, now it's worth 200. So now the, the difference of what the, the land is worth, again, he also gets from a land that Shimon has by him. You can't take anything away from Yehuda if he there's no way of him knowing about it meaning things that he should have known about he should have done some research when he bought this uh, land from shimon that day he stole that property gave it to levi you should know that there's a pro- there's a chance that reuven might take it back levi might take this land things that he should have known fine but anything that there's no set number or there's no way of finding out like the enhancement or the fruits that goes back to shimon number three if someone accepted upon himself, he's getting married to a woman who's been married before she has children. If he accepted upon himself to feed those children and now he can't afford it anymore, if they're going to take away from his property, it's only from property that he actually has. You can't go to land that he sold and take it from those uh, customers. And same idea, because uh, food that uh, children eat, there's no set amount uh, on that, and there was no way for the buyer to know. Number four, a loan document that has no responsibility. The only place you could take is from land that uh, the the borrower still has. Number five, or a ketubah of a woman that, that has no responsibility. 
if there's no property guarantee on that ketubah, you can't go to land that he already sold to someone else and pull it out. No, it's only whatever the husband has right now. Now, here's the point. Who's the Tanahu holds that if you didn't put if you didn't put responsibility or a, a lien of some sort into the contract, it's not a mistake, and therefore you cannot take from land that was sold. It's Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is the one who holds. This is Masech Bavitzial. We learn that he, that if he, there's no responsibility in the contract, that was done on purpose. It's not a mistake. Vekatanin. Now, so you know it's Rabbi Meir, and it says in the Brayta, Perot veShevach Perot, fruits and enhancement of fruits. You don't get from land that uh, that was sold. Rather, you could only get from free land. Now, here's the question: Shevach Perot Echidami. What's this enhancement of fruits? What are we talking about? We're talking about a situation where Shimon stole a land from Reuven, sold it to Levi, and Levi enhanced it. Reuven comes and takes away the land from Levi. When Levi comes to take money from Shimon, the principal, whatever he paid for the actual land, he gets from land that even if Shimon sold to someone else, he could get that land. But the enhancement, that's only that's only from free land, meaning land that, uh, the, that, the, that the thief Shimon still has by him. And the point is that we're understanding that when Reuven comes and takes his land from Levi, he gets his land plus whatever enhancement that was done to it, he takes the actual land. My love, aren't we talking about Be'amaretz? Even if the buyer is not, where he doesn't know that the, the land can be stolen or not stolen, he doesn't know these halachot. He just went and he bought a land. He thought that even if Shimon stole it, okay, there was some sort of shinu, you can do this, you can do that, and I, I could keep this land, and uh, Reuben's going to have to break his head with Shimon. And even though Levi changed it and it was a mistake, still Reuven can come. He's going to take the land plus the enhancement and everything. What do you understand? That even in a case of a mistake where Levi enhanced it by mistake, he didn't know that it's going to go back. He didn't know what the halachot were. But still, Rabbi Meir find the Shimon that he's going to have to pay for the enhancement. And the Gemara answers, Amre, law. No, that's not what we're talking about. No, we're talking about where the buyer, Levi, was a Tamid Hakam. He knew that land cannot be stolen. He was taking a chance, and therefore he was a Mezid. He did this on purpose. So, meaning, we, we don't have to say that over here was a mistake and the guy didn't know. No, it could be the guy knew he was taking a chance. So, again, Tashema, here we're going to bring a proof that Rabbi Meir is not going to find someone who did something by mistake. If someone gave wool, to the to dyer, he told him to color it red, he colored it black. Or black and he colored it red. Rabbi Meir says, you give him whatever the worth of the wool is, meaning, you only pay him for the wool, but not for the wool plus the enhancement. Now, now, if you hold that Rabbi Meir held that he has to pay for the enhancement even when it was done by mistake, well, then according to Rabbi Meir, he should pay him for the wool plus the enhancement. 
Rather, you have to say that Rabbi Meir only find the person who changed it if he did it on purpose, not by mistake. Next, we learned in the Brayta before, Rabbi Uda Omer, according to Rabbi Uda, whatever the, the thief stole goes back as is. Rabbi Shimon Omer, according to Rabbi Shimon, we look at it as if it already was assessed in Betin. It's already been appraised. We know what it's worth, meaning he has to pay whatever it was worth at the time he stole. So it sounds like they're saying the same thing. So my benai, what's the difference between Rabbi Uda and Rabbi Shimon? So Amar Rabzevid Beshevah Sha'al Gabe Kamiflage. We're talking about the enhancement of the item that was stolen. So let's say the the item that was stolen was a cow. It's by the thief's house and it becomes pregnant. So now according to Rabbi Huda, the the whole cow, including the fetus, belongs to the original owner. It goes back to the original owner. And Rabbi Shimon held that no, the Cow belongs to the owner, the fetus belongs to the thief. Tosfor explains the review who does she ties as follows that when you change the item, the thief the, is not kone. However, because of Takarata Shavim, we want the guy to do Teshuva, we'll let him get the shearings, we'll let him get the, the fetus. But that's when it's not on the actual animal. But it, because if it's still stuck on the animal, then it's going back to the original owner. Meaning if the thief had to work hard on this and he had to do something, okay. But here it just grew on its own. You didn't even have to cut it. You didn't even have to take out the baby. Then that's going back to the original owner. Now that's the way Rav Zivid explains the mahluki between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. Rav Papa Amar, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon both hold They both hold that the enhancement that's on the actual item belongs to the thief. Just the machloket is that according to Rabbi Uda, he acquired all of it, and according to Rabbi Shimon, he only acquired some of it. Over here, the machloket is in regard to half, third, and a quarter. Rabbi Uda Savar, Shevach Shalgabe Gezela, Kula de Gazlan Hebe. Rabbi Uda held that the entire thing belongs to the, to the thief. He was Kone the entire enhancement, it belongs to him. So the actual item goes to the goes back to the owner, and whatever enhancement he did, he gets to keep. The thief gets to keep. Rabbi Shimon holds. We're going to look at the thief as a person who does this for a living. He enhances animals for a living. He, uh, there are people who take animals in for a living. They fan them up. They make them look nice. Now they're worth much more, and they split that the the profit of the enhancement. So Rabbi Shimon says, we look, whatever the normal price is out there to pay this person, whatever uh, percentage they give him, that's what we're going to give the thief over here. So Rabbi Uda says, give, a, give the thief everything of the enhancement, and Rabbi Shimon says, we split it like anybody else in the business. Now there's an interesting Tosfot of you who explains the difference between Rav Zavid and Rav Papa and their interpretation, the Mahloket of Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Uda is as follows. Uh, according, to, uh, according to Rav Zavid, who said that in regards to Sheva Gezela, it's whatever the enhancement was, according to Rabbi that all goes to the person it was stolen from. It's because, according to Rabbi Huda, either, yes, Shinui is Kone, but that's only when it's so great. When it's still on the animal, it's not so great, it stays by the original owner. Or Shinui Eno Kone, and the difference over here is there's Takanat Shavim, but that's only when it's not on the animal.
So in regards to the guy who stole the wood and made it a keli, in regards to the the dyer, where the, he never stole it, okay, there's no takanat shavim. And the way Rav Papa brings down the machloket, you got to say it's the opposite. That the reason, according to Biudad, that the thief gets everything is because of takanat shavim. We don't want him to not do teshuvah. And therefore give him everything. But in regards to the dyer, you, you don't have that situation. Now that's the way Tosfot explains it. Then there's Rabenu Tam's uh, Perush. He explains that Rabbi Yehuda holds that Shinu is Kone. And according to Rabbi Zevid, Shinu is Kone, only the, the enhancement when it's not on the Gezela. Because, and here's the big uh, here's the big thing, because it's a change that cannot go back to its original state. But if it's on the actual animal, it could go back to the original state. That's the way uh, Rav Zavidu explained it. And according to Rav Papa, a change is kone shinui kone, even when it's on the stolen item. And the reason, according to Yehuda, in regards to the dyer, the reason, according to Yehuda, he never acquires it is because that acquiring only happens when someone has an intent to steal. He never had an intent to steal. Now, most Rishonim, that includes uh, the, the Rashbah, the Ramban, the, the Baal or they all agree to Rabbeinu Tam's Perush, the Rashbah. Uh, very good to look into the Sugya. They just, uh, they, they, it's just that uh, the Baal or the Ramban, and the, the Rashbah all have different Perushim on what exactly the Rabbeinu Tam means. But let's continue with the Gemara. Tanan. Gazal paravin tabra it's lo beyaldav. Someone stole a cow, got pregnant by him, gave birth. Virachel bin tanah it's lo gzaza or a sheep. It got a lot of wool on it, and he shaved it. Mishalim kishat gazela. He has to pay whatever it was worth at the time he stole it. Yalda in lo yalda hadra beaina. It sounds like if it gave birth, okay, that's a shinui. If it didn't give birth, it goes back as is. I understand, according to Rav Zavid, who said that the enhancement that is on the theft, it goes back to the person who was stolen from. Great, Hamani, Rabbi Yehuda, you can just say this Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda. But according to Rav Papa, who said any enhancement that's on the body goes back to the thief. Hamani, who's this Mishnah? Like Lorebi Udavi, Lorebi Shimon. It's not like either of them. So who's it like? And by the way, it's for sure not to be Meir. He says you have to give back also the, the, the children after they were born. So Amalach Raf Papa, Raf Papa will tell you. No, you understood wrong. The whole your whole Hidush was Yalda in loyal Dahadrabaina. That if he gave birth, then you're Kone. And if he didn't give birth, it goes back as is. He'll tell you who He'll tell you even if it didn't give birth, you still have to pay whatever it was worth at the time you stole it. And the reason the Sefa said if it gave birth, that's just very simple. I did a Nasib Resha Yalda. Since the Resha said if a cow gave birth, you only have to pay a pregnant cow. And Nasib Sefa Nam Yalda. So the Sefa also talked about Yalda. And Tanya Kavated of Papa, we have a Baitalik Papa, Rabbi Shimon Omero Inuta Ki Iluhi Shuma, it's Lobe Chesef, Lemachar, Lishlish, Uravia. That according to Rabbi Shimon, we look at it as, as if it's already been assessed in Betin for whatever half, third, quarter, whatever people usually get paid. And Amarav Asheki Habinan Berav Kahana, when we were in the Bit Midrash of Rav Kahana, Ibayalan, we asked the question, Rabbi Shimon, the Amarav Mehzad, the Shlish Ul Ravia, 
Ulashakil Gazlan, when Rabbi Shimon said that the thief takes a half, third quarter of the enhancement, ki mesalkinan le, bidme mesalkinan le, odilma mi besara shakul. How does he get paid? Does he get paid from the, just whatever the worth is, or does he get from the actual animal, from the meat? Upashat, now we answered, mehad amar av nahman amar shemuel, from what av nahman said, shilosha shamin le emasheva humalin otar bedamin. Three, types of cases where we assess whatever the enhancement was and we just pay it off in, in, in money. And they are if a Bechor and his brother they enhanced a property their father owned, the father dies, now they want to split it, the brother gets the land, but the enhancement they split and the way they split it, you don't give him land, you, you give him uh, money for it. Same thing, Ubal Hovla Lokeyah. If a person was owed money by Shimon, Shimon sold the land to Levi, so this uh, this uh, creditor, when he comes and he takes the land away from Levi, he still has to pay him money for the enhancement. He could take the land, but pay him cash for the enhancement. And same story, when a creditor of the father comes to pull out land from the Yetomim, he has to pay them money for the enhancement. And Amar de Ravina de Ravasher, Ravina es Ravasher, mi Amar Shemuel Balchov de Lokeya Hahiv le Sheva. Ravina, the question, did Shemuel really say that the creditor pays the buyer cash for the enhancement? Vihama Shemuel Balchov Govet, the Sheva. I thought Shemuel said that the creditor gets the actual enhancement also, he gets everything. So Amar de Ravasher explained, Lakashia. There's no contradiction. It depends. Is the enhancement ready to be cut off or not? If it's already reaching the shoulders, meaning it's already supposed to be picked up and put on the shoulder, it's already not part of the land anymore, and therefore you have to pay him for that. But if it's still it's still small, it didn't grow so much, it still needs to grow a lot more, then it's part of the land. You don't, you, the creditor can keep it and not pay for it. But Ravina asks Ravashe Amaleh, But we have situations every day where Shmuel collects payment even from the enhancement that already reached the shoulders, meaning it's already to be cut. That means he holds it's part of the land. So Amar Le Rav Asher responds, Lakashia, it's not a contradiction. Ha de Masik Bekeshiur Ara Beshiv Ha when Shmuel says he can take the enhancement and he doesn't give anything to the buyer, that's when the worth of the whatever he's been owed by the seller is worth the land plus the enhancement. But if the seller only owes him whatever the land is worth and he only gets the land and he has to pay him for the enhancement. So now the Rabina asks, Amale, yes, Rabaje, Haniha Lemande Amari it lezuzela lokeh lomatse mesalek lelebal hov shapir. I understand according to the rabbi who holds that if a creditor comes to take the land out from the buyer, he the buyer cannot just give him money and get him out of there because it belongs to, to it belongs to the creditor. It's his land, and any enhancement that you did, you did on his land, so you take your money and get out. It's it's the creditor's land. So according to that, Rabbi Holds, you can't just give him money and he leaves. I understand. Everything makes sense. But according to the Rabbi Holds, that if the buyer has money, he can just give it to the creditor and get him out of there, then why does it have to be done with money? Le male, 
let the buyer tell the creditor, If I had money, I would just give you the money and get you out of here. So you know what? Let's just uh, let's just say the enhancement money that you have to give me. Let me keep a piece of land, whatever the money worth is. So let's say the enhancement was 100. Give me 100 piece of land. And Amar Le, Ravashi responded, Hacha be maaskina, what are we dealing with over here? Kegon de Shavieni Hale Apotiki. When the seller, who's also the borrower, when he when he borrowed money from the creditor, he made this land the place to collect his payment. This land is specified for this payment. The Amar Le Loyelechapiraon Elamiz. He told him you're not gonna get paid anywhere else except from here. And because of that, the buyer can't uh, move him away or he can't tell him give me a piece of land, he could get his money and leave. Now, there's an interesting Tosafot who says the same rules would apply to Yetomim. If uh, uh, the father's uh, creditor comes to pull out land from Yetomim, he could give the money and that's it. However, the reason they brought this case with the borrower, the lender, and the buyer is because I would have thought the creditor doesn't have to give anything at all, let them go deal with the seller. And that's where the Hidush is now, you have to give them something. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam, Amen Ve'Amen.